Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled. I am Peter and that is Connor. We are going to talk about Star Trek The Next Generation Season 1. And specifically we're going to give our top 5 worst episodes and our top 5 best episodes of the season in that order. And it's going to be fun. I know we've been on a bit of a break from Star Trek since we finished Season 1. Um, I can confirm that we will be back with an episode next week of Season 2. Where, you know, this is essentially us coming up back off the hiatus. And we'll be back with weekly episodes starting now. So we start off with the top top five and worst five of season one. And um, we did this yeah, for all the original series episodes. Um, we typically did top five best and then worst three. Uh, I think except season three because it had enough bad episodes it was worth doing five of both. Um, and this was kind of the same with this season. It was like, oh, there's enough bad episodes. We have to give five of the worst. <laughs> yeah, we could. We, we'd have struggled to narrow this down to three. I think. Yeah, we would have done um because there's some stinkers and i love that it's a very varied list of worst episodes as well because like some of them are just outright stinkers that i had i hated watching but then there's some that i kind of loved watching for how bad they were because they were funny bad um, yeah so yeah. we'll we'll talk about those as we as we go um but yeah so we'll start off with the five worst episodes and we'll try and keep this relatively spoiler free i think because you, you know you may stumble on this video on youtube and then go back and check out our reviews and watch the show maybe um you know so yeah that that's fine i mean that said if you're looking for star trek next generation videos on youtube in 2019 you're probably you've probably seen it but on the off chance that you're one of our viewers from something else you've never seen star trek and catch this and go oh you know top five maybe you want somewhere you know a starting point i mean first episode is is what we're going to tell you but if you just want the highlights (laughs) yes yeah that's true that's true uh so we'll try you know i wouldn't say strictly no spoilers but we'll keep it spoiler light uh so yeah without further ado we'll do our five worst episodes of of star trek the next generation season one uh so coming in at number five and i'm making sure i'm in the right list here because I, <laughs> I don't have them labeled <laughs> right so coming we had at a number bit of confusion f- in, in making the list we did uh so coming at number five and this is a list that we agreed on we worked together to, to build this list number five is justice which is an episode where they end up on a planet that is obsessed with sex and you know there's a lot of jokes about Riker being oh uh, they're all very friendly here and Tasha's really into because Tasha's a bit of a sex fiend of course she she was a bit of a horn dog yes um in her time more in her later <laughs> so we uh but the big thing here is that Wesley like they have a lot of strict rules about where they can go and Wesley's playing with the kids in the planet and he stumbles into a restricted area and they want to execute him so that's yeah, kind of the plot they, they of the have episode. this weird rule where no matter what crime you commit, if you get caught doing it, because they they only check every you know, one area a day. If you happen to get caught, tough shit, you die. Yeah, no matter and, what your crime. And this number five slot on the worst of list was definitely like a fight between this and like two other episodes. And we picked this one versus two other very similar quality episodes because at least those episodes we could see the potential in the idea, even if it wasn't executed well. This one, it kind of just felt like uh, Gene Roddenberry wanted to have a sex planet, but couldn't actually show anyone having sex or be naked. Like, everyone's wearing clothes all the time. I mean, obviously, because it's network, you know, or cable, standard cable TV, you know, it's syndication, but, like, you know, it, it can't really actually do the concept justice, despite the fact that they're saying they're having sex all the time. Uh, so, yeah. you know, very slow-paced episode as well. Yeah, it was just a bit boring, wasn't it? And then, I mean, it's an episode that the back half revolves around Wesley, which yeah. is always a bad sign. Yeah, you'd think if you described this episode to me, oh, they land on a sex planet, right, and Wesley goes down with them, I would be thinking, oh, we're in for another, you know, one of these episodes, it's going to be funny all the way throughout, but it never was. 
it never really became yeah. that. So that's number five. Number four is the second episode of the series. It is The Naked Now. And this was one where I was referring to it earlier. Is it is actually genuinely really entertaining and funny to watch. It's just obviously really bad. If, if you never saw our review of this, I, I urge you go and watch it. You will never see us laugh more than than getting through that review. I think if we you were... go if you go and watch uh, me and Tim try to talk about Leprechaun too, you might find a bit more laughter there. But uh... well, maybe. But... <laughs> for a Star Trek discussion, sure, this was definitely up there for the. We, we were in hysterics for a yes. good twenty. 25 well however long we went yeah. 20 minutes this episode is something of a sequel to an old episode from the original series it was called the naked time where they kind of get the same virus and they're all kind of essentially out of character and intoxicated yeah, it's, the, it's it's the one with sulu fencing shirtless you've yes, probably yes. seen that image yeah. even if you haven't seen the episode whereas in next generation it's the one where tasha takes advantage of data uh the poor yeah. poor android that he is and you know it's just a really funny episode it's a really bad it was really goofy and silly and i think the biggest shock for us is that this is episode two like they didn't even waste time to get to a goofy episode it was like immediately oh, it, it kind of broke us early on yeah because we were not expecting that level of ridiculous so fast yeah and you know because it's like we've only had one episode so far and we're already seeing we're already getting to see picard act out of character because he gets infected with it as well um it's, yeah. it's a whole thing so um really funny at least though it's one of those funny bad episodes which we can't say for everything on this list so oh, naked, naked now um at least gets a vote for for being hilarious but uh it's funny because it's bad so yeah you take take it we can there's there's no there's no like genuine good qualities out of this but it's hilarious so um number three is a bit of both actually number three is actually quite funny because of what it does and this is probably the biggest spoiler we're going to have to give as we talk about an episode um oh, it's this one <laughs> because this episode does have a big major thing in it um so spoilers for skin of evil of next generation season one skin of evil number three here is is the episode where they encounter a sentient evil puddle which like a nothing red shirt kills a main character and you know, obviously there's stories about the actress walking off the show, so they had to write her off, but it feels like they were rubbing it in. It feels like they were giving her the worst death imaginable. It, it, it was, the only thing is, it's not even the worst death imaginable. It's just the first thing that came to mind. I went, that'll do. <laughs> no, see, I someone just went, so if, what if it was just a puddle? And I went, yeah, fine, that'll do. It's not the worst because I actually kind of dislike a death in one of the movies that you've not seen yet, even, even more than I hate this. But... This was, this, I mean, it's a genuinely funny concept of killing this character in this way because it just, it, it's like, of course this character gets this stupid a death. You know, it just goes along with this character's entire thing all season. Uh, yes, yeah. it, you know, and it was that kind of thing. I remember mentioning on the review that I mentioned, I mentioned, I, I mentioned, I mentioned, I messaged Tara saying, this isn't really this character's death, right? This is like a fake out and they're going to die like in the finale or something like that in like a big way. And nope, that's it. This is the death. I, I couldn't believe it. And there's that was a it. All, all episode, we were like, oh, they're coming back to life, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and even, it, like, I knew that, that they died in that episode. But it's that first, like, five or ten minutes that they die in. So all episode, they're, they're there, they got the body, they're like, oh, can we do anything? I thought, oh, they'll be back and we'll kill yeah. them properly later. They'll, they'll have an actual heroic out. 
Yeah, Riker yeah. gets swallowed by the puddle. It's all about getting to uh, Troy, whose shuttle's crashed, and the puddle's like not letting them in. Like, like the whole thing is just, it's it's really silly. It's really goofy, in a way it doesn't make sense. You know, the the effects on the puddle vary from being decent to kind of laughable. It's, like I say it's it's a bad episode throughout, but it is probably bumped up a couple of spots because of the ridiculous death. Do you know what the fact is, is that it's really funny, but it's funny in a way that, that Naked Now isn't. It's funny in a kind of a shocking way, where the shock realisation that they actually did this is what's really funny about it. And yeah. it made the episode actually kind of entertaining to watch, but um, I wonder how, how much that holds up in a repeat viewing. Whereas the Naked Now, I feel like, will be just as funny <laughs> on the second viewing. I really hope so. Uh, but we'll see, we'll see. Uh, so, yeah, na- uh, sorry, Skin of Evil is, uh, is number three. Number two, and we're getting to the real crap here. Like number one and two here are both easily the not not only the worst but also the most painful to sit through the whole season. Oh, yeah, and for different reasons. Yeah, number two is too short a season, and this is the episode where an old admiral uh, is coming on board the Enterprise to negotiate a war between like these uh, these two races on a planet or two planets. Uh, you know, obviously it's been a since we watched the episode. So I, mean, I think it was two sides on one planet. It's, it's, one planet. It's, uh, it, it's a war that's been going for a long time because he was there before when yes. he was younger. When he was younger, but he's an old man now. Uh, and it looks like he's an old age makeup, so it looks really goofy and out of place immediately. Uh, and then the plot of the episode is that he's taken something to make himself younger. So he gradually gets younger over the course. You know, Benjamin Buttons, essentially, until he's like a young man again. And... The reactions to this are bad. His his motivations are tedious to sit through. Um, you know, Picard tried to talk to him about what he's doing and what yeah. his motives are for going you, back here. You have a bit where he confronts someone who he knew uh, in his time on that planet before. Mm. And it, it, it's just terrible. Uh, I, I particularly remember the scene of them getting captured um, mm. because they had a terrible, terrible plan for whatever reason. And yeah... There was a really embarrassing shootout at the end as well, before the ending. There was, yeah. Uh, where we were just like behind creatures and their phasers, and it just it felt really goofy. Um, yeah. But un- unlike the last two, which I, th- I thought were pretty entertaining in a bad way, th- this this was not entertaining. This this was like I felt like I was aging in reverse to the old man going younger oh, as I was watching it, it. It was so dull, wasn't it? You know that shot at the end of uh, Saving Private Ryan where it fades from Matt Damon to the old actor, you know, yeah. and people use that as a meme when they say they're, they're feeling old. Oh. Yeah, yeah like no time that, that was passed. you at youth at the end of this episode. Yes, yeah, that was me at the end of the episode. Going, oh my god, so much time passed during that. And it was only forty-five minutes, but the time felt like it passed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they claimed it was forty-five one. minutes. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah. What, what was it the other day that made me feel that way again? It, it seems to happen a lot more. See, when you hit thirty, I feel like you you start feeling this way all the time. It, it's, it's when. Well, you feel it too. You know you do. It, it's it's when you realize it's been X number of years since something. I, I think no, I was at the theater. And the twentieth anniversary trailer for the Matrix came on because it's coming back to theaters, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh boy, yeah. <laughs> that's twenty years old. Come on now, stop. It's it. fine. I've got like six years on you. I'm good. Yeah, but I'm much healthier than you now. So, are you though? I have a pretty active job. Yeah, but I'm, I'm my diet's improving. I'm being a lot more active. You're going to die of heart failure. <laughs> I don't know. I have a very active job. I'm moving about constantly. Before I go, ah, oh, you won't always have that job, though. <laughs> well, 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 no, but I'll worry about that after I, after I don't have that job. <laughs> For now, I'm pretty healthy. Okay, okay. We'll see. We'll see. Um, 
says the guy who once said, oh, they accidentally gave me double of all my order from the fast food place. You know what? I'll just eat all of it in one sitting. Um, <laughs> it was burger and chips. You can't reheat that shit. Yeah, so you have two burgers and two sets of chips. Well, we're going to let it a waste. All right, so too short a season. Terrible. Terrible. Um, and there was an argument here as to what should be number one, because I really hated that episode. But we did settle on Code of Honor, which I believe was episode three. And this was right after <laughs> The Naked Now. So they started was, off yeah. in a strong suit here at the start of the season. Um, this episode, you know, fairly racist. <laughs> Let's just start off with that. Um, that. That probably edges it over the other one into, yeah. into being the worst. Um, it has this weird thing where we, you know, we deal with a culture who are, you know, it's all the actors are black. The, the primitive culture. The, where the, they're all yeah, black. they keep calling them primitive, and then they are kind of in the sense that they want to claim Tasha. And then she has to fight in a death match on a jungle gym to terrible death match. Yeah, terrible death match. Um, everything about it just sort of like ring, you know, kind of like hits you the wrong way. And I, I remember saying at the time, it it's worse than any. I think maybe anything in the original series. I I don't know. There's a debate here because. I think it's hard for me to accept that it's necessarily worse in the episode where the little guy was riding around on Kirk's back when he was on all fours. I feel like that episode gives it a fight. It, it gives it. I said maybe. I said maybe worse, but it's down there with that as one of the worst episodes of of Star Trek that we've seen for sure. Yeah. Um. No, nah, that's that's this was garbage, and it, like it, and it's funny because I'll I'll give it this. I'll give this the season this is that it, it's. It's not shocking, funny garbage like like uh, Skin of Evil, but the the it is kind of shocking garbage, and it's different from Too Short a Season, which was just dull and tedious and cliched and going through like this bad makeup process. This was oh, I can't believe they're doing this yeah. terrible thing, uh, like for forty minutes. Instead of shock laughter, this was like shock horror. This we're yeah. doing this, like you know, it was it was that, um, yeah. you know, it's just. <laughs> To, to, to put it into Arrested Development terms, her? Like, you know, like, it was it was that. Carl doesn't get that because he's not seen Arrested Development. I've seen the memes. <laughs> You've seen the memes. <laughs> My- I honestly think meme culture has let me understand entire movies or shows that I haven't even seen. Do, do you know, my favourite meme based on the her joke from Arrested Development is by far the movie her, but just adding the question mark and changing the actress photo to... To, <laughs> to Scarlett Johansson, yeah. No, not Scarlett Johansson, to, uh, to Emmy Whitman, who's in Arrested Development. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you're going the other way around. Okay, show yeah. with you. Yeah. So it's, 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 like, it's her face and it just says her question mark. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that fake poster with all my heart. Uh, yeah, Code of Honor is problematic, and it's not. It's not like even the plot's enjoyable outside the problematic elements. Like it is. It, it's the you know. It's the. It's the wombo combo of a, a very forced kind of you know any primitive culture episode always rubs me the wrong way. But when it also adds on the fact that we're using like a a, a race to kind of sell it, and it, it just it makes it feel. Yeah. It's just. Yeah, it's, it's a garbage episode, and like it's one of those things where I I I wouldn't normally skip episodes of shows if I'm rewatching things. If I, because there's so much Star Trek, if I ever do a rewatch, I probably will skip episodes because there is no connection to anything, so I can just you know fly past them. Yeah. Um, and this would be it's, one that I absolutely yeah because I would watch Naked Now again. I'm not watching Code of Honor again. <laughs> actually, I, I would definitely watch Naked Now. I would watch Naked Now again, uh, especially after a couple of drinks and. 
ideally showing it to some friends who've never seen it. For, you know, you get that experience of showing it to someone for the first time. Yeah. Also, the um, and I'm bringing this up again. The the there's like a VR training session that starts. She's show, she's showing some of these people from this culture the 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 thingy room the holodeck holodeck thank you um i can't wait to call it the danger room i can't wait to tell it's been a month or two since you've not watched it no i just danger room i said no that's the x-men that's x-men that's not what they call it (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah the holodeck and it's like just like a generic like your training room with like mats for like karate or whatever and i just i I remember being annoyed and i'm still annoyed why the the the, like tasha put on like a karate like she put a robe a robe yeah uh, and I'm like, why is she putting that on over her outfit? The whole point of the, the karate outfit is that it frees your body. If she's still wearing that skin-tight thing underneath, there's no point. Because <laughs> she's a pretentious dick. And it's like, ooh, look at me. Mm, I don't know. She's showing off the data. She's showing off. <laughs> oh, I'm just remembering her, like, eulogy video from Skin of Evil. And Data, you're, the, you're like a child on the inside and I'm like... I like how you got through all the skin and evil without outright saying it was her <laughs> and then you just blew it here because that was the funniest part of the episode she's like you're a child on the inside you had sex with him in episode 2 <laughs> alright okay moving on to the top 5 episodes of, of, of the season um, and yeah you know like once again number 5 of this list was very much I, imperfect I, I, imperfect but more, more pointless that's not what i was going to say connor always likes to try and predict and finish my sentence and he's always wrong i just want to get in a point before you before you go off on a you know a tangent i, I want to just say that once again like, it was kind of like between two or three things and it was kind of like weighing it up and saying okay which one deserves that fifth spot because none of them are clearly i think better than the other and ultimately we went with the finale of the season the neutral zone and it's not a perfect episode there's things in it not to like with the, you know the frozen people from the pods that kind of come out of you know the, the 90s or whatever yeah most of those are kind of tolerable at best annoying at worst but the reason why i wanted to put this at the fifth slot over the other like couple of options was the other plot in the episode that's setting up the the romulans returning and all of that stuff that conversation at the end of that episode is actually one of the most exciting scenes of the season and it leaves mm. me off in such like a hopeful place for what they're going to do in future seasons that i couldn't help but feel like it really accomplished something in the sense of continuity. And we'll, we'll talk about continuity in another pick later on, but uh, which is new for Star Trek, because there's some character continuity in Star Trek, but all the stories have been very yeah, well I mean, done. It, it was weird enough when we got to, like, like Naked Now, that was, like, you know, the second episode, it was like, hey, there was continuity between shows, was the statement of that episode by mm. doing that pseudo-sequel, which was cool enough uh, as yeah. it was. Even though and they did have McCoy in episode one, so, I mean, there was something, but... yeah. Yeah, so no, so neutral zone. I like just like, what it sets off for the future, and the the, the B plot is just that good. Um, and I think good enough to like put it on here. Whereas, because there was another episode this season which didn't make it either of the lists. But if you remember, there was an episode not too long before this where we really liked the B plot, but it just was so little of the episode versus the A plot. Um, that we just weren't as as you know up on it. But yeah, um, I remember having that feeling. Um, but yeah, it's, number it's, number five. It's like in, in, in maybe a better season, this probably wouldn't have made the list. Yeah, but, uh, we're, we're, but here it just about scrapes on. We're in the rocky patch right now before we get to the good stuff. But Bearded Raker's coming, and I know that Bearded Raker brings. I, I I know that the great stuff doesn't really start till season three, but I do believe season two is better than season one. So we're on the yeah. the path. 
um you can you can, you can uh, tell me I've, I've heard wrong in the comments if you disagree with that statement uh but that's that's the, the tell gist him of he's heard, heard wrong because then it'll be a nice surprise hmm. uh, number four is an episode from earlier on the season it's called where no one has gone before and this episode despite the fact that there's some wesley focus and it does paint wesley as something of a chosen one um, there is a really nice sort of uh, element of mythology introduced in this episode. Uh, we have this engineer on the ship trying to like, alter the the ship to go to go better. Uh, this hotshot who thinks he's great at this, but it turns out it's actually his alien buddy that's actually the one doing this, and he's trying to go home to his people. Uh, but his traveling to get home is not just through space in the way that we understand it. There's, there's higher like intellects at play here. We have not evolved to the point that we can understand where he comes from yet. Yeah. Um, uh, and they they jump like you say you know, really far out further than anyone's ever been before as as the names exactly. yes, uh, to the point where they don't uh, even think know if they can get back because it's like we we're, we're like you know like this would take thousands of years even at warp you know eight nine yeah, top speed to get back like, no yeah. it's just not happening um, so that's 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 really interesting uh, and I like that stuff a lot I I like this because I think like him saying that we've not evolved yet or you know however he phrased it to understand the, the, their math their engines and where they come from. It really, to me, this was like it was taking the the gods uh, entities from from the original show and giving us a version that felt more grounded and understandable. Where okay, he's just their race has evolved to this point where they're kind of to us they kind of feel godlike almost because they they go into this sort of separate like level of existence. Yeah, um, if I recall, he hints that that Wesley is kind of going to join them, right? Uh, well, he hints that he is special and that he can. He, you know, you know, given the encouragement, he can like be as as advanced as they are. You know, the idea that yeah. every, you know, there's always there's like individual chosen ones throughout like every society that always is it. It almost sounds kind of X Meny again, where it's like every few millennia, there's like a few chosen ones who yeah. Because if I remember right, though, these these beings, they're somewhat outside of time as well as being you know, further away in space. So mm. they kind of. I think they can kind of check in and see, oh, you know, hey, Wesley's coming along nicely. Uh, without getting too much into it, I don't want to spoil the movie, but it, it did make me think a little bit of Interstellar as well. Um, mm, yeah, I can see that. So, yeah, there's some cool ideas in there. And uh, again, not perfect. Um, you know, the, the, the engineer who comes on board is a bit of a dickbag, and I did, I did enjoy him realising he wasn't the one doing all the fancy tech that yeah. he thought he was. Uh, so that, that was good. Um so no, uh, no, I think it was a solid episode, and I think you know, you know, this season being what it is, this is kind of the the quality we've got at number four. So, um, yeah, you know, uh, number three is the big goodbye, and this is kind of our first big holodeck episode, where we spend the entire episode. Once the characters go into the holodeck, something goes wrong, and they're trapped inside inside their scenario that they've they've built. Ed, you know, Picard's went in with Data, they're doing a sort of private eye, noir style story, um, and he even invites Beverly Crusher in, who's all excited, and she gets all dolled up for it, um, yep. and she's excited to see him, so they have a couple of good moments. It's definitely a fluff episode, there's not really a whole lot of like important things that happen, but it is enjoyable. I think the, the key thing here is, it commits to being a noir. Like it once does, it goes yeah. into that, it goes for it, it and it plays up the, from the direction to you know the cinematography of it. It goes, no, we're, we're doing a noir. Yeah. And, and that makes it feel a bit more compelling, even if, like you say, it's not the deepest episode. And if I remember correctly, there's a crisis going on where they need Picard out of the holodeck and they can't get to him. So, you know. Yeah, they're trying to break in. What? I mean, 
one of the things I said in the episode is that I'm sure I'm going to feel is that, you know, the, if the holodeck screws up enough, I'm going to be like, why do you guys even still use this? Like, it's clearly unsafe. Stop doing it. <laughs> like, but obviously this is the first time, so it's fine. Yeah. It's, it's setting I up. I think, to be fair, if if one in every thousand, you know, well, thousands is probably too low. If one in every hundred thousand phones blew up, I'd probably risk it. It's just useful enough. Here's the difference, though, right? Your phone may not be near you when it blows up. When you go into the holodeck, if you get trapped in there, if you've picked something that is remotely a dangerous scenario... <laughs> yeah, but that's only if you're the one that's gone in there. What if, what, what if, 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 if I'm not in there and you go in there and, and it traps you and kills you? Eh, no big loss to me. Yeah, that's logic. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But no, it's a fun episode. Uh, number two is Heart of Glory. And this, I thought it was a really interesting episode for the Klingons. It was it, it actually gave us Worf interacting with other Klingons, which is something we hadn't had up until that point. We learned yeah. a lot about their their death ritual when one Klingon dies, how they deal with that. Um, you know, it, it also had the other characters question, would Worf like, actually side with the Klingons if there was a dispute with, you know, with them? Um, and it kind of plays with that in a way that I thought was really well done in the sense that Worf doesn't necessarily ever actually question his own loyalty. He, he just... But- no, he he's like, no, I'm part of this starship. Of course, I'm gonna you know, side with my crew members and you know, and my my friends. Yeah. But the rest of them are like, well, maybe there's some lingering loyalty to his race that, yeah. You know, even though he never actively shows any sign of it, there's just a question of, but would he prefer that? Yeah, and we find out that he's a little bit different. He's a little bit different because he wasn't necessarily raised, you know, on their home no, planet by Klingons. Um, before he, he was obviously young. Before he went through whatever ritual they had, I can't remember the name of it now. To, to kind of be a man yeah uh he was you know raised uh by humans uh, on a farming colony yeah um and you know so we learn a lot about Worf's past i think he has a lot of good bits i, li- I like the klingon characters and them sneaking about and try to take over the ship and because we find out that this is like a little criminal trio that they've, they've come across it's not yeah. you know the klingon army or whatever no uh, uh, they're not breaking a treaty or anything like that yeah. and there's a there's like some great moments of like uh not understanding their culture where you know i think it was tasha thinks they've got a girl hostage and they're like no, no the, the, you know, klingons don't do that it's not their not their style which again i really like i like learning stuff like that it's like no they just wouldn't do that i mean klingons from what we've seen can be really evil but that's not how they they don't operate that way it's it's dishonorable yeah uh so very interesting and seeing, seeing Worf like feel like belittled by them a little bit and like you know seeing that dynamic i thought was really interesting Mm. Um, and I thought it was just a really fun episode. I, you know, it had a lot to say about one of the characters, and we hadn't really gotten a lot of Klingon stuff outside of Worf himself, obviously, but we hadn't really encountered proper Klingons and, and dealt with them yet. So it was kind of a big episode for that reason, too. Um, kind of in the same way, whenever, you know, we eventually get to see a Vulcan in a big role, or, you know, as we said with the finale of the Romulans, um, obviously, we're interested for Exciting from a mythology point of view, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so that was number two. And number one, of course, obviously, there is no question, is The Naked Now, which is so funny that it has to be number one on the best of list, despite the fact that it was also on the worst of list, because it's just that special. It is undeniable that I enjoyed watching The Naked Now more than any other episode this season. That's just a fact. I had a smile on my face the entire time. We had we had romance with Tasha and Data. 
We had silly, drunken, you know, fights. Hijinks. Hijinks, yeah. yeah. Picard was doing all sorts of things. Everyone was coming down with it. And of course, we're joking here. Number one's conspiracy. Don't be a fool. (laughs) There was was no question about this either, actually. This was clearly the best episode. Yeah, no, it was. There was was no doubt. That went straight to number one and it wasn't moving. Um, And obviously, we have some body snatchers, the element stuff in here. Um, But this is the one where early on we mentioned some continuity. This is the one that actually followed up on a a pre... You know, I think it was maybe five episodes before, give or take. Yeah, and uh, the episode that set it up wasn't like the greatest episode in the world, but uh, it did establish a couple of characters and established that there might be a, well, a conspiracy uh, within Starfleet. And, you know, we see right away Picard beaming down to talk to like these other admirals and captains and whatever. And like, no, 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 we're keeping this close to the chest. We can't let Starfleet know because something is going on. And it turns out to be this body snatcher style plot. Um, but it's a really great dark episode and there's legitimately a couple of really good practical effects that were quite dark i thought you know there's there a is, yeah the way the villains ultimately defeated is actually a pretty over the top almost like a thing-esque visual um mm. uh which i thought was really tentacles. really cool yeah tentacles and kind of like imploding and you know you know yeah no, this was a, a fantastic you know intrigue episode because that's what it was you know political intrigue for the most part it wasn't like running around loads of action until you know, yeah the last few minutes but even just simple ideas of like picard giving them orders to go places they're not supposed to and he's not willing to tell them why you know he's yeah. you know um and it also had the disgusting stuff and they're uh with maggot eating oh can't be having it yeah you really hate that didn't you can't be having it not one bit uh but like <laughs> I, it's, I, I think it's the, the strongest style and tone of any episode this season it's got a genuine entry even even though it's doing a body snatchers thing like, that's not that interesting really when you say we, it out loud we've seen body snatchers on so many tv shows like the hit television show buffer the vampire slayer with bad eggs you, you could you could say that i mean this is better than bad eggs oh it is it definitely yes <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Is this is this going to be something we remember as being one of the great episodes of the show, or is it only great because we've not had any... Like, this is just the, the best of what we've had so far. It probably is just the best of what we've had so far. But, you know, when but, we get to season seven, are we going to be remembering this as one of the top ten? Maybe not. I I hope not, because it's, it's good. Don't worry, it's really yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. But you hope it, we get top. I hope this isn't top ten material overall. Cause yeah. I, I, I don't want... think it is. No, I don't think it is, and uh, I would be disappointed if it wasn't so. We've got Borg to do. We've got all sorts of yeah, things we, to do. Yeah, we got all sorts. We we got like six more seasons of this shit. Yeah. Um. So there you go. <laughs> so that's number one. Next time we're cracking on with the rest of the six more seasons. Yes, yes. Next next week we'll be back with season two, episode one, and we'll see how that is. Did, I mean, did we do our thing of the next episode, or did we think we? Were, I think we were going to save it for this, didn't we? You may be right, yeah, that's, I'll get it up. I'll get it up and we'll see what the next episode's going to be. Uh, I will say, we only saw the Riker maneuver once this season. We were keeping that track. That was disappointing. We only got it once. The Picard maneuver we got a bunch of times, actually, but uh, Riker maneuver only once. So, looking yeah. forward to seeing how that is. Oh, God. I think we might have looked at this, but I'll repeat it because it sounds <laughs> bad. It's called The Child. First That's bad, a good start. First bad sign. <laughs> Diana is impregnated by an unknown alien life form. Uh, Doctor Catherine Pulaski joins the Enterprise as the ship's new chief medical officer. Um, yeah, we did. We did because I remember reading that and just laughing at how ridiculous it was yeah, going to yeah, be. Yeah, I do remember that and uh, stand by that reaction. Yeah, and the rating on IMDb is not promising. See, when you get a rating under a six on IMDb for the average, it's like oh, 
Oh, this is going to be terrible, isn't it? I'm just yep. looking at the episode. Oh, I'm looking forward to episode three. Three. Oh, elementary, my dear. Oh, yeah. Hey, that's continuity as well. Sure, yeah. Data Sherlock thing, you know, comes back. Yeah, no, I mean, that's nice. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. I'm just, I'm scanning. Oh, we got a 9.1 coming up. Uh, oh, okay. The season. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a few A's. Got a lot of seven point oh, something. There's another nine down there. I know. Nine. It's a Q episode. Oh, I mean, we can yeah. some good things here. Is Whoa, the finale. <laughs> yeah, I just got that. Is that lower than any episode we've ever seen of like the original uh, series included? Uh, shall I have a quick check? Because none, none of season one was a, as low as a 3.5, but a few five point things. I don't remember yeah, anything no. below a five. For, for season uh, one I'd... right lowest in for, season for, one of for those of you series. wondering what i'm talking about the season finale for season two the average rating on imdb is a 3.5 which is vastly lower than anything else in the season or anything else that i remember from previous seasons so far the lowest i've found in original series i'm on season two is a 6.4 well, look at season season three has some of the worst episodes. I know. I'm just checking because I think we we found a couple of bad episodes in two that were arguably just as bad. Yeah, six point three there. Uh, five point seven, five point three, three point five. Holy crap! Yeah. So the worst episode of the original series was given a five point three, and for reference, that episode was, and the children shall lead. <laughs> oh, I remember that one. The, the all all the adults are dead and the the kids are yeah, playing, but they don't remember what's gone on. I remember, and that wasn't the worst episode. I don't think. I, I, don't, I, I, know, I we we disagreed that that was the worst episode for sure. Um, but oh boy. <laughs> so there's some oh. gold this season, by the looks of it. But also but... one big thing currently. <laughs> Hey, we got 22 weeks. 22 weeks until we have to worry about that, though. So I'll, I'll uh, put it out my yeah, mind. Yeah, we, we can worry about it next year. So that is uh, next year? Will it be next year? I guess it'll be the start of next year. Just about, right? Well, no, because this season was shorter than... Or the season two is shorter than season one, so it may actually just squeeze into the end of the year. It depends how many weeks we took off. Well, I mean, it's 22 episodes, though, and we're in the, you know, we're in the middle of July now. Yeah, so including July, there's 26 weeks left, theoretically. Yeah, sure. So I, I think we'll actually just sneak this in. We'll just, just finish it. Just about be at the end of the year. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be December when we get to that. Assuming we don't have to take any breaks, but which we hopefully we'll be able to like, get ahead a little bit and not have to do it. But um, there you go. That has been our top five best episodes of Star Trek Next Generation Season 1 and top worst episodes of Season 1 as well. Um, let us know your picks in the comments. I don't think we had anything too controversial on that list because uh, we have done in the past so, no. with some of the, the original series stuff. Uh, but let us know what you think uh, and look forward to next week's uh, Season 2, Episode 1. Um, you can, of course, get those episodes early. These episodes of Star Trek uh, reviews early. If you're a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash TV and you can support us for as little as $1 per month. And that gets you these Trek reviews early. It gets you a few other things early. It gets you bonus episodes of some of our shows, uh, such as a science fiction movie podcast, The Atomic Cinema Experiment, uh, what I do with Tara, and also streams after midnight uh, that I do with Tim, the horror movie podcast. Both of those 
also have a bonus episode every month and you get that for just the one dollar um, as well as Mail Fuzz Mysteries that me and Connor do, uh, which is a kind of a random discussion show. Uh, so you can check out uh, that on Patreon. That supports us, keeps the shows coming. You can support us in other ways by like rating the podcast on the podcast app that you're on, uh, Apple Podcasts or whatever. It uh, helps this show spread out to more people. Uh, like, subscribe, let us know what you think in the comments. All these things do help. Uh, so please, please do them. Uh, whatever ones are suitable for you. Um, so... Uh, do all that and check out all the stuff. I, I plugged a couple of things, but uh, classic Twilight Zone reviews have been consistently every week. Um, Babylon Five has been has been ongoing. It's on a break right now. Uh, Tara's catching up so that we can actually do that as a pair, uh, picking up where I left off in season one, and that'll be consistent once that gets back. Uh, so look forward to that, uh, which might be irrelevant because uh, obviously there's a lot of comparisons with Deep Space Nine, which is a Star Trek show we'll get to in a couple of years' time. So look forward to uh, to all these things. Uh, but that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Get us on Twitter at mail_fuzz and keep watching sci-fi TV, guys. And always remember to live long. Okay, everyone but Connor, live long and prosper. Alright, I forgot how to outro the show, okay? It's been a while.